The presenting sponsor of today's episode is By Night Studios. Prowl New Orleans French Quarter as a vampire during Saturnalia, an immersive experience produced by By Night Studios in partnership with our dear friends, Reverie Studios. They're turning the entire French Quarter into your event space with multiple venues and even an in-character second line. Plus, I was on the writing team for it, so go to VampireLarp.com and get 10% off using code PORTSAGA10 and treat yourself to the quintessential vampire experience. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. Episode 12. What binds us, curses us. Built in the 1920s as a silent movie theater in Vaudeville House, the original Marquee Theater could seat more than a thousand in the auditorium. A decade later, it was converted into a single-screen movie palace and renamed the Marquee Cinema. But like many older theaters, it fell on hard times during the 1970s and the auditorium was chopped into a multiplex, while the theater's backstage became smaller screening rooms used for private parties and events. It's in one of these empty rooms. I find Rebel seated while Constance stands facing her, arms folded. Why did you stop me from helping her? Because if I hadn't, both of you would be bound to Prince Quill, or dead. I should have known better than to say anything. What other choice did he have? He could have thrown you out of the party, demanded a boon. He could have killed me too, but he didn't. He's leading a city while fighting a war and it wasn't the time or place to question him. No? In open court in front of everyone? No, it wasn't. Uh, I could have waited and talked to him in private. You were defending innocent thinbloods. I jumped to the worst assumptions without knowing the whole story. If any of us were in his position, I'm sure We'd want to be given the benefit of the doubt. He was sending people to be experimented on, and no doubt tortured. Maybe. He may have also just been saying that. And that's my point. We don't know for a fact that's what's happening. What we do know is that I undermined his authority. Publicly. (sighs) Let's face it. I did this to myself. (sighs) This is insane. And that's coming from a Malkavian. Constance flashes me a look. Rebel, would you mind if I spoke privately with Titus for a moment? By all means. When Constance pulls me to the other side of the room, I realize why she gave me that look. The blood bond is already taking hold. It is. But it's a blood bond you may be able to break. What are you talking about? How much do you know about the Sabbat? Only what Lawrence taught me. They believe in freeing the world from the antediluvians and themselves from the blood bonds of their elders. In their quest for freedom, they become inhumane monsters, capable of despicable and depraved acts of violence. Not all of them are inhumane. But one of the great ironies of the Sabbat is that in their crusade to be free, they formed controlling hierarchies and created blood rituals to enslave themselves to each other. There was a Malkavian elder who would have none of it. Her name was Vasanta Senna, and as a fierce advocate for free will, she rejected the Sabbat, left, and took her lineage with her. 
This lineage included the man you knew as Lawrence Bennett. He never told me he had been a member of the Sabbat. Well, technically, Lawrence Bennett never was. But what is important is that using the inherent gifts from Vasantasena's line, he cleansed me of my vinculum and freed me from the false love I had for my pack. I believe you can do the same for Rebel. Get the fuck out. Look at her. What do you see? I see Rebel. And what do you smell? I smell... Quill. That's his blood you're smelling. And now that you've identified it, you can break it. How? I'm not sure of the inner workings, but it was done to me and I've seen it done to others. You will need to drink from Rebel. My theory is that by understanding the nature of Prince Quill's vitae within her blood, you can unravel the bond. Will I be bound to Quill in exchange? No, though it will draw you closer to Rebel as all bonds do, and then fade in time, unless repeated. I can live with that. There is also a risk of frenzy, but I will ensure no harm comes to you should you succumb to your beast. All right. We return to Rebel. As we do, the room dims, and the shadows deepen. I think we have a plan to break your blood bond to Quill. This is really unnecessary. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not some thrall. Do you acknowledge that you drank the blood of Alexander Quill? Yes. Do you acknowledge that your vampiric blood has a mystical ability to make those who drink it like you more? Jesus, yes. I know what a blood bond is. Okay. All I'm saying is that I don't feel any different. But if A equals B and B equals C, then A must equal C. Oh my god, are you trying to use math to convince me? Is it working? No. But if it means that much to you, then fine. Try whatever you want. Great. Now all I need is to drink your blood. Wait, what? I don't want you blood-bound to me. I don't think I will be. So you get to decide if I'm blood-bound and if you're blood-bound, but I... Stop. Rebel, do you consent to this effort? (sighs) Yes. Good. Then will you please extend your wrist to him? As Rebel takes off her leather jacket, pools of shadow pull away from the room's corners and transform into long, octopus-like tentacles. Constance's abyssal shadows feel like fat boa constrictors as they curl around us. Just a precaution, in case either of you loses control. For what it's worth, Rebel, I am sorry. My fangs extend, and I bite into Rebel's wrist. Her blood gushes into my mouth like hot honey. The sweet and savory mix of her strength, courage, and passion rolls across my tongue. My inner beast stretches in pleasure, feeding my craving and stoking my appetite for more. I gulp down another flavorful swallow and catch the aftertaste of Alexander Quill. The arrogance, the need for power, the need to survive. God, this is good. So good. Titus? Titus, are you okay? What happened? You frenzied. Constance had to pull you off me. Did it work? You tell me. 
I don't smell him anymore. Then let us be cautiously optimistic. Is that a cell phone? It's a burner for emergencies. Hello? Lysander? Get that thing out of here. Ugh. My reception is terrible. Let, let me step outside. Slow down. Slow down. Thank you, Constance. If you genuinely wish to thank me, remind Ezra of your promise to make me the next principle of faith. I will. Be careful what you say around her until we are sure it worked. Of course. Now, why did Prince Quill need to speak with you? He asked me to find Hale. I see. He's... He has something on me. Leverage. A secret he'll reveal if I don't bring her in. <sighs> he has my head over a barrel. When someone is holding a secret against you, you can either confess and strip it of its power, or rid yourself of the person threatening you with it. How do I do that? Violently. Where are we headed? To Lysander. What does he want? Wouldn't say. Just that he needed us to come get him. And that we owe him. Which we do. Uh, should we maybe talk about what... What we just did? Or experienced? Maybe? I don't know. You gonna make it weird? <laughs> Would it be so awful if it did get a little weird? Mm. Okay, so I guess she's not going to talk about it. He's a talented bastard. Quill. I just walked straight into the whirlwind, like a fucking neonate. Don't be so hard on yourself. He's been six steps ahead of us this whole time. Manipulating Dante, getting Lawrence killed, using us to expose the entire thing, embarrass Prince Hale. If we hadn't done that, Quill wouldn't have been able to sweep in and take her praxis. Quill wants her brought in. And he wants me to be the one to do it. That's a trap. Yeah, or maybe he just wants me to try and get myself killed in the process. It's smart. Get your enemies to kill each other while you sit back and watch. Apparently, Lawrence could break blood bonds. And you didn't know? Not at all. You're not bothered that he didn't tell you? Maybe he had good reason. We all have demons. Things we want to keep buried. Oh, all I can say is I'm getting real tired of people keeping things from me. Speaking of which, there's something I should tell you about. No, hold that thought. We're here. The old Aquarian? What is Lysander doing here? Hmm? We're about to find out. Rebel! Down here... Jesus, Lysander, what are you doing at the bottom of a shark tank? I'm so happy to see you. Are you drunk? I was a teenager the last time I was at the Port Saga Aquarium. My mother brought me during another one of her attempts to make life seem normal. But life was never going to be normal. Every time she looked at me, she only saw the toddler she lost and the year she missed out on. So, every excursion we went on came with the expectation of memory-making. 
We'd buy the photo they took at the entrance and pay extra for souvenirs and save our tickets and maps and brochures for the scrapbook she'd make when we got home. And it's not that I resented the effort. It was more that this woman was a stranger to me. The pile of stuff felt more like proof she wasn't a terrible mother. (laughs) All I needed was for her to listen to me when I talked about what I had gone through. But she couldn't. She would say that it was just too hard to hear. So instead, we'd watch the sharks glide through blue water while drinking lemonade from our collectible cups. And like everything in Port Saga, as the years passed, the aquarium went to shit. Money ran out, the sharks were removed, and the place rusted in the salty air. Now it's just a dilapidated amusement park with empty tanks and the forgotten echoes of laughing children. Sorry, Rebel. Why are you sorry? Did you fall? Lysander is 20 feet below us at the bottom of a shark tank, sitting in a puddle of water and moonlight. Rebel slides off the edge and jumps down while I take the ladder. We make our way past rocky alcoves, artificial coral reefs, and scattered trash. They got me so fucked up, y'all. And I wasn't gonna do it. I mean, they made me call. Who made you? That's when we see the walkie-talkie necklace hanging from Lysander. As I reach for my gun, the aquarium lights pop on, blinding us for a second. Rebel sighs, grabs the radio, and reluctantly answers. Yeah. Hello, Rebel. Something moves on the other side of the plexiglass, and I press my colt against it. But even at this range, with these rounds, there's no way I'm punching a hole through two feet of acrylic. On the other side, figures step into the light. Maybe a dozen of them, led by a woman I recognize from Dante's dungeon. Keisha Troy. You remember? It was a memorable night. Who were you friends? A few desk born in town to say hello. The group steps up to the plexiglass like the children used to when they watched trapped sharks swim in circles. But these aren't kids. They're street punks and minimum wage workers armed for war. I'm sorry, T. I'm sorry. We were having a good time, and then they made me do these blood shots, and I don't know what the fuck they put in these things, but they were so fucking good. Like, good god damn. It's fine. But I didn't know they were gonna make me drunk dial y'all. Lysander, please shut the fuck up. Yes, ma'am. So what is this? A ransom? More like a prisoner exchange. Go on. Dante Mendoza. Your boy over there promised he would be executed. Killed a kindred without permission. That's a death sentence in any Camarilla city. Those were his words. We brought in Dante. We expected him to be punished. But then the new prince rolled in, and he... The prince commuted his sentence, Keisha. Dante's going to live. And he's going to be allowed to continue his experiments. On the other side of the glass, Keisha flinches. You mean torture. I knew your word was no good. Guess it's time to burn this city to the ground. I wouldn't do that. 
Oh no. Seems to me you don't have much say in what we do. Quill has the entire city hunting for you. All of you. Paying major boons for each thin blood brought to him. But you're not alone. Titus and I are willing to help. <laughs> That's hilarious, coming from the one who was hunting us and forcing us to take the brand. It was my job to bring you before the prince so she could give you a choice to either take the brand or leave the city. Or kill us if we refuse either. I know what I've done. And I... regret my part in it. Regret your part in it? Wow. The depth of your atonement moves me. Keisha, we're on the same side. Are we now? So you two were locked in a basement. Starved to ensure you couldn't escape. Carved up for the good of vampires everywhere. And had your very blood stolen from your body. No? I didn't think so. I want Dante executed as much as you do. <laughs> we're just gonna gloss over that whole part. Okay. Unbelievable. He has an elder prince protecting him. I can do what you ask. I can give you Dante. But it will take time. And your trust. Trust coming from you is a four-letter word. She's right, Keisha. You have a right to be angry, but you can't fight your way through Cardiff House. If you could just give us some time. You think we're helpless. That we can't get him on our own. I think you're inexperienced. And if you try to do this on your own, many of you will die. You assume we have neither the skill nor the means. Oh, fuck me. What? Troy. As in Troy Industries? Troy Industries. One of the most influential corporations in Port Saga involved in real estate development and owned by one of the wealthiest families in Virginia, Keisha fucking Troy. I should have put two and two together. Money leaves a paper trail, Keisha. Spend too much of it, and either the Camarilla will trace it back here, or the Second Inquisition will. Now you're just making a fool of yourself. Hold off on your invasion. Why would we do that? You brought us here for a reason. Quit fucking around and tell us what you want. We want our blood. The blood Dante took from us. He has dozens of bags filled with blood he has no right to use in his... experiments. You bring us what is rightfully ours, and I'll consider it a show of good faith. In the meantime, leave Lysander with us as collateral. We don't know what happened to it. Then you must grab your magnifying glass and play Nancy Drew. <sighs> you good with this, Lysander? <laughs> Are you asking if I mind spending a few extra nights getting my drink on with some sexy-ass bohemians? Shit, T. Do honeybees love their queen? I think we're good, then. All right. We'll get you your blood. Bring it to the shark tank once you have it. Deal. Let's make a motherfucking deal. And you, Lysander. 
Don't you ever lie to me again. Rebel. My beautiful avenging angel, I will try my absolute motherfucking best to not find myself in the precarious position of having to lie to you again. But come here. Come closer. What? I promise it hurt me more than it hurt you. Ooh, you smell nice. If I ever catch you in another lie, the only thing you'll be smelling is my boot when I shove it all the way up your ass. Mm, yes, talk dirty to me. I want you to stay true to what's right for you. No matter who or no what will others say, just find your way. And I'm getting real tired of being pushed around like a pawn. Yeah. Vampires love chess analogies. Gird yourself for the number of times you'll hear some version of, I play chess, not checkers. FYI, if a vampire feels the need to explain how crafty they are, rest assured that they are not. That said, if you don't know how to play, take the time to learn. Relevant or not, being competent at chess will earn you a measure of respect with the older generations. How do we deal with Dante, Usher, Quill, and locate a bunch of missing blood? One bite at a time. First, we should search Dante's lab at the Wyth building. The Tremere have that place locked down. There's a Primogen meeting coming up. I'll talk to Ezra. Maybe he can get us in. <sighs> cool. Oh, what did you want to tell me earlier? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Just, uh, take me back to my car. Dawn's coming. I know I should have told her about Frank, but to admit it is to confess to a lie. Frank's alive. Who knows how many kindred he's killed since I left him underneath that tree? Would Rebel forgive me? Would any of them? door to Lawrence's condo is unlocked. The light's on. I draw my weapon and push the door open with the toe of my shoe. Hello? Titus? Fuck me, Ezra. I almost shot you. Yet I suspect I would have lived. He's surrounded by boxes and hunched over the coffee table. What are you doing here? What's with the boxes? I am collecting Lawrence's things. Why? Because it is time. You don't have to do this. Yes, I do. You need to let him go as well. The hell I do? You can't just come in here and start packing him away like he never existed. Lawrence does not live in this room or in these objects. Speak for yourself. Put that down. He is a part of us, and we will carry him in our memories, but we cannot move on until we let him go. I don't want to move on. And you can get the fuck out of here if you think you're going to convince me otherwise. He embraced you under the vaulted sky so that you could fly. 
Ezra reaches into a box and reveals a charcoal black urn with a silver border of interlocking leaves around the rim. For you. Ezra, no. Yes. No. If you cannot let him go, take him with you. Leave the rest of this detritus for the worms. Reluctantly, I take the urn. Though the moment it's in my hands, I have no idea what to do with it. So, I hold it while standing here stupidly, not knowing how to say thank you. Did you know he was Sabat? I knew Lawrence had a violent past, but he never told me, and I never asked. Why not? Because we all have bloody thoughts. You mind if I sit? Please. I place the urn on the coffee table and sit in a chair facing it. The polished enamel bends my haggard reflection, enlarging my eyes and morphing my gray-blue irises into angry storm clouds. I'm in the middle of something, Ezra, and I don't know what to do. Quill wants me to find Hale, and if I don't, He'll claim I put the city in danger. What advice would Lawrence give you if he were here, gazing through the looking glass? Lawrence would have said, when in doubt, tell the truth. Not as easy as it sounds. Nothing ever is. By the way, could I ask a favor? You may. Would you ask the Tremere Primogen if Dante had a blood supply in his lab? And if so, if I could take a look at it? You can ask her yourself. When? At the next Primogen meeting. Why am I going to the meeting? Is it not the Whip's rule to speak for the clan when their Primogen is absent? Where are you going? Beyond the walls of Jericho. To Wisconsin. What the fuck is in Wisconsin? Trees. And cheese? Wait, how long are you going to be gone? For... As long as it requires. In the meantime, take these. Ezra hands me two sheets of paper. One page is a short list of Malkavians in the city and their pseudonyms for the courier service. The other is a list of addresses and assets. Commit both lists to memory and burn them. What's this first list? In case you need to contact someone. And the second? In case you need to destroy someone. I know what you need, I would bleed for you, but you're taking somebody home. I know I need to move on, I need to be strong, but I don't wanna go alone, no, no, no. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, created by Rachel J. Wilkinson with voice performances by Dane Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Ryan Omega, Stephanie Tobin, Aaron Ducky Lorette, and Gabrielle Adkins. Sound design by Rachel J. Wilkinson. Mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com. Take a moment and look all around.